How is that for a fine how do you do? Welcome to VG Emporium, video game music and more with an exclamation point podcast. If you're a returning customer, you know what I deal in. But if you're new here, well, you know, I play mostly video game music, remixes of video game music, as well as music inspired by video game music. So that would be like, you know, original music that has that sound or uh, original chip tunes, which actually what is today's focus will be again. Yep, this is the Sega Genesis Mega Drive chiptune scene of the 2010s, Model 2. Because, you know, the Sega Genesis had three different models. Yeah? Huh. So now if you're kind of confused as to how I'm on Model 2, well, on episode 25 of VG Emporium, I did a focus on five different artists that were major parts of this scene, as well as the creator of, a, of the program VGM Music Maker that helped kind of like, you know, kick, tar- kick start that scene and I was in a small way involved with that scene, as well as the other chiptunists I'm going to be featuring today. It's not going to be as intensive as Model 1, which is I'm going to call it now, um, but, you know, it's going to be still be fun. So a brief overview. So before the 2010s, there wasn't really much, uh, you know, many people making Sega Genesis uh, Mega Drive chiptunes. Like, you know, mostly it would be through MML, you know, macro ma- ma- music macro language, or I'm um, like, you know, like kind of cheesing it with like VSTs and samples of like the sounds from the Sega Genesis and stuff and that wasn't until 2011 that a fellow by the name of Shiru created a program called VGM Music Maker which actually this track that you're hearing now was made with and uh, it emulated the sound chips of the Sega Genesis so the YM2612 and the SN76489 PSG and so that was found by three guys Cosmo BG, Dread, and uh, Groovemaster303 they created an album called FM Possible released that and that just opened the floodgates because, you know, people like, you know, that were enthusiastic about chiptunes found it, listened to it, and the, found the VGM Music Maker link and just started making their own music, you know, I myself included. And of course, throughout 2010, there'd be other programs released that'd be used to make the, you know, Sega Genesis Mega Drive chiptunes. So one would be Deflamask, Multi-Chip Tracker, uh, the version released in 2015, which had the full functionality of those chips. And then a couple VSTs, one being Jenny, and the other one being FM Drive 2612. And I'll be getting into those a little bit later in the show after I, you know, play some tracks. So first, let me tell you about this track here. This is Messman Theme by yours truly, Rage Cage. And this is the second track that I ever made with VGM Music Maker. And, you know, I can't quite explain, like, you know, how this one happened. I was just sitting at my local cafe called Cosmic Cafe, and I was just, you know, just working on it. And it just kind of, like, flowed out of me. It was weird. It was like, you know... I was just starting to get to grips with how to make music with trackers and, you know, so I I can't really explain this one. As far as the composition side of things, I had just come off being, um, attending a place called SAE uh, Institute of Technology, taking an electronic music production course where I had learned some basics of composition alongside, like, how to use programs like Ableton, Pro Tools, and, you know, all all that stuff that comes along with that. You know, as whereas before, I was just going willy-nilly with reason and just making stuff and not, like, keeping with key or, like, anything like that after SAE it in a way kind of ruined me because I found it harder to create music because I was so focused on like you know the production side of things like you know actually making it sound good and keeping things in key and I was just like overwhelmed with it and then I found this VGM music maker and it just kind of freed me because I didn't have to worry about production like I didn't have to worry about like you know EQing or compression or you know mixing or you know at least not too much of mixing and then as far as the composition, you know, I took the stuff that I learned from keeping things in key, which I was still learning, and uh, you get this. And another thing that kind of locked me up was like, you know, all these VSTs, which one am I going to use? 
how am I gonna use it? Like, where am I gonna use it? Like, what the? <laughs> but then with this program, you know, all you have is the 4-op FM synth, and then, you know, the PSG. And so all you have to worry about is just creating the patches. And, you know, it VGM Music Maker would have, like, these initial patches that, you know, sounded okay, and then you could just build off of that. And I just kind of twisted the knobs and moved a bunch of stuff around and came up with, with all these sounds that you're hearing right now. And then, um, fun fact, for the samples, I used uh, the drum the drum samples from Chrono Trigger, which a lot of my early songs used because they're just so good and punchy. So now I'm still making chip tunes, not just of the uh, FM variety, but also of the PS, uh, PC Engine, NES, Commodore 64, you name it, because I am using uh, currently Deflamask on my iPhone. And I've kind of gotten so used to that interface, I'm having a hard time getting back to using a, you know, the desktop or laptop try out Furnace Tracker, which is like, got even more options of like, you know, sound chips to use. But, um, yeah, you know, if you want to check my stuff out, I'm on SoundCloud, you know, Rage Cage. And then on Twitter, I share, occasionally share the stuff I'm making. So it's a fun time. So now we're going to move on to our next Mega Drive chiptunist. And her name is Circuit Bird. And the track is called Boss Theme from a fake game OST, Psychosis. theme from the fake OST for Psychosis by Circuit Bird. And I gotta say, I really like that PSG work in this track and the uh, FM tone drums. You know, I might say that this track is inspired by Thunder Force. Maybe. And she was one of those that got caught up in that tidal wave that was the FM Possible. And, um, yeah, because I, 
I remember seeing, like, checking out her uh, earlier SoundCloud stuff, and it was all made using, like, the Korg MO1D, and they were all, like, remixes and covers. And then at one point, like, you know, starts becoming Sega Genesis music, and then, like, you know, main reason, main way I found her was through a collaboration she did with Dread. And, you know, that was really good, so, you know, that's how I found her. And yeah, what Sega Genesis chiptune she has done is really, really good. But uh, now she's currently more focusing on Electronica, you know, still doing covers and all, but um, using the core gadget. Yeah, so all her stuff is definitely worth a check out. And I will be linking hers as well as everybody else's SoundClouds or Bandcamps or whatever they post their music mainly on the show notes. So you go listen to the rest of their music. Now we're going to move on to quite possibly one of my favorites of this whole scene. Rob2612 with his track, Done With You.
was done with you by Rob2612, or also known as Rebugga at the time. And his name may sound familiar because he was actually part of that crazy eight-man collaboration that was 8th Ball that was featured on the episode 25 of VG Emporium. And of all the folks that got involved with the 2010 scene, um, I'd probably say he is one of my favorites because just his style is just so... I don't know, it's, I just can't quite pinpoint it. And I will go so far as to say this is one of my favorites of the batch that I'm going to be playing today too because I don't know, it's just one, this one just keeps popping in my head every once in a while. I'll just be doodling that lead. It's just so good and addictive. And, you know, he's another one of those that got caught up in that wave and, you know, did some collaborations with Dread and all and, uh, you know, found his own style. This really just, like, big, funky, brassy style. And, um, unfortunately, he stopped making music back in 2012. Like, you know, I don't know if he, like, you know, changed the user, his name or whatnot, but, like, the last track I could find on SoundCloud was from 2016. But what he did make is just all so good. So now we're going to do a complete 180 with the next track I have for you called Facade by MB Tech. Thank you. 
That was Facade by MB Tech. And like I said, this one is a complete 180 from what um, Rob2612's track was. It's more of an electronic, experimental electronic sound, and a lot of the tones that he used in this are could be coming from an ad-lib tracker, you know, for the way how they sound. But nay, he has the added bonus of having two extra operators, so the sounds that he's able to get are a lot more complex. Whereas ad-lib is two, Sega Genesis or the YM2612 is four. But, um... Yeah, these bass tones are just really, like, deep, grungy, and I really like that, kind of like that Ah, just like that. And I'm kind of looking it up right now, but this could fall under the subgenre of dubstep that is called post-dubstep. But, of course, myself, I am not that versed in dubstepology, so I am... I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, yeah, MB Tech, another one featured in that 8-ball track. And, um, yeah, his style is definitely a lot more kind of, like, on the darker side of darker sound of the YM2612, like kind of going for like the more grungier sounds, kind of slower, experimental. He does get funky. You know, that's what the YM2612 like excels at is just making those funky sounds, but yeah, he kind of more goes for like the nitty-gritty. Now again, I'm just going off a of SoundCloud, but um it looks like the last thing he made was back in 2020 and those last couple things were not, you know, Sega Genesis, Mega Drive, Chiptunish, but um you know, still really good, like nice electronic music. So now moving right along, up next we have Salazar, the S spelt with a 5, and his track, I Need to Chill. I Need to Chill by Salazar. And this was made using Deflamask, fresh out of the gates, 
with uh, after adding its newest feature of the YM2612 and the SN76489 modules. And everything about this track is just sounds so nice, like that little melody kind of sound effect in the background. That's a patch using the SSG, which is basically a modulation for the ADSR, you know, volume controls and everything. And um, so it kind of gives it like that kind of like do 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 do, kind of like nice little warbly effect. That flute lead is just so clean, and the bass is just really nice and deep. You know, Salazar really knew what he was doing, and surprisingly, he only has a few tracks. And the first one that he had come out with was a cover of the field theme from Gargoyle's Quest on the Game Boy, which is you know first one I heard of his, and like you know I really like that because. Gargoyle's Quest was one of my favorite games on the Game Boy and then after that he did like a few other covers and then this one and then nothing else. But he definitely left quite an impact because uh, like in the conversation I was having between uh, Dread and Dia and Cosmo BG one of the names that came up like to mention in like it's an episode like this was Salazar because just the stuff that he did was just sounded so good for like you know just showing up out of nowhere and then just kind of disappearing. Yeah, really taking advantage of the full functionality that the Devil Mask had offered because um, before, you know, VGA Music Maker, it was good. It was really good, but um, it still had some bugs and some, you know, functionalities that weren't there. And then Devil Mask comes out and it's, you know, more fully realized in 2015 with its, you know, YM2612 functionalities. And, um, you know, so people started to migrate to Devil Mask. Uh, some stayed with VGA, VGA Music Maker, such as myself and Dread. And, um, you know, they're both really good in their own rights. You know, they could do, you know, one could do one thing that the other couldn't. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's either or. It's not like one is better than the other, at least in my eyes. You know, I'll always have a soft spot for VGM Music Maker. But speaking of which, we're going to head back to something that was made with it by a fellow by the name of EC2151 with his track, Hope in the Darkness.
That, that magnificent piece was Hope in the Darkness by EC2151. And he made it and released it for his 10,000 plus listener special. Because, you know, that's kind of crazy to me because, like, that amount of people listening to all his music combined, but hey, they deserved it because, you know, their, their music is just really good. And it's thankfully very, one of the few that leaves very detailed descriptions on their tracks on SoundCloud, so I can kind of tell you a little bit about this guy. So much like Dread and Cosmo BG, you know, he started using TFM Music Maker, which was the program that preceded VGM Music Maker, to create his uh, Sega Genesis tracks, like, and only could using the FM. And so his patchwork here is kind of something akin to what you would again hear from AdLib Tracker. So yeah, you know, while everything was going on with like Dread, Cosmo, Groovemaster 33, and all the others, he was just kind of doing his own thing, just making, you know, kept making music using TFM Music Maker, VGM Music Maker. So now I remember in the description of this track, which came out about 2015-2016, he was eagerly awaiting the YM2151 sound chip edition to Deflamask, because, uh, you know, as his name would suggest, he's very much into the YM2151, which is like, uh, you know, eight channels of FM, which were primarily used in arcade boards and uh, the Sharp X68000. And then when it did finally come out, um, immediately started seeing uh, little demos and previews of a OST he was working on for a little game called Demon's Tilt, which is, if you don't know, is uh, very much a spiritual successor to um, a game called Devil's Crush which was basically a pinball video game and it was done very well like just the visuals the way how it flowed and worked and everything so these guys wanted to recreate that with newer like graphics and all this stuff and he was creating the soundtrack with the YM2151 giving it like that really like hardcore like kind of arcade sound and boy howdy do I tell you that is a good OST so go give it a listen and I'll be of course be linking his SoundCloud and Bandcamp where you can find it and just let those just like FM tones just like get into your ears and affect your brain. But we are not here to talk of chiptunes of the arcade variety, we're here to talk about chiptunes of the Sega Genesis Mega Drive variety. So moving right on. The next track I got for you is actually made in a standard DOS, so think, you know, FL Studios or Ableton, using a VST called FM Drive VST and SP, or Super PSG by Ali James, and the track is called FM Mecha YM2612.
FM Mecca YM2612 by Ali James, made using the VSTs developed by Ali James called FM Drive and Super PSG. And as I had mentioned earlier, there was a couple of VSTs that people used to make Sega Genesis music. So one being Jenny, which is a free-to-use, uh, simple, like you know, pretty much does most of what all the other trackers do as far as sound goes. But then FM Drive and Super PSG, which were developed by Ali James. And these VSTs are like, you know, powerhouses to where like they actually take the what the chips are pa capable of and pushing them over their limits using like software. So like, you know, because of the hardware limitations there. But so in the uh, case of the Super PSG, it allowed for doing like these crazy phasing effects and all this stuff that you really normally wouldn't you wouldn't even hear in any of the games at all. And then the FM drive itself um, at towards the end, you heard this really cool sound like, you know, it's kind of like a, almost like a formant sound that's called the CSM mode. And that is actually a feature that is within the YM2612. It just never got used because it's, I don't know, it's really hard to use in like hardware or something, but um, using software, you could actually get it and use it. And uh, like, if you really know what you're doing with it, you could actually do speech synthesis with it. And uh, to actually hear how it sounds, uh, Ali James has uploaded a few videos on YouTube, like actually showing how it works. Um, I haven't actually heard it in any songs used, but maybe I'm just not, you know, looking in the right places. So yeah, listen up. If you're uh, interested in making Sega Genesis music, but don't really know how to use trackers or ever, don't really want to use a tracker and you're used to like a DAW, like you know, a digital audio workstation, give this a look up. I'll be linking his website and you can actually purchase these VSTs to use. And then, um, yeah, I'll also be linking Jenny as well, just so like if you want to get an idea of how to work with the YM2612 before actually going full into this powerful piece of software. He's also developed other VSTs such as the VPROM, which is a EEPROM vintage uh, drum computer, OBX Stream, which emulates the Oberheim OBX vintage synthesizer, and is currently working on Samplite, which is a VST that's going to basically emulate the entirety of the Fairlight CMI, which was a digital workstation that like did sampling, synthesizing, it was like a full-on computer workstation, and it was entirely dedicated to just music creation, and it was most famously used by Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder, Peter Gabriel, and Kate Bush, and, and her album, uh, Never Forever, was the first commercial album to use this, you know, piece of hardware. But again, we're stepping away from the YM2612, we gotta pull ourselves back, and I know just how to do that. And that is Lunar Light Zone, Past, by MarkBot.
Light Zone Past by Markbot, and thankfully they're another one that likes to leave detailed descriptions on their tracks. So this track was made for a project called Sonic CD2, which was a collaboration between Markbot, Layla Wilson-Wuffel, and Raphael Glart, both really awesome musicians as well. And basically, yeah, it's just a you know a project where they're creating a uh, soundtrack for a non-existent Sonic CD2. For these three have a very much a shared love of Sonic's music. Now this is getting me thinking of uh, doing another subject about um, OSTs for games that don't exist. That'd be a fun one. So now the rest of Markbot's music, at least on SoundCloud, are all chiptune covers or original music that is non-chiptune. I would imagine a lot of these folks have, um, you know, stuff on Battle of the Bits or other, um, you know, chiptune sites, but um, I'm just focusing on the ones that I remember hearing on SoundCloud during the 2010s because that's where I was, you know, seeing most of this music. Yeah, so we're getting pretty close to the end here. I got a couple more tracks to play for you, and they are most definitely not the least. So up next I got for you, Beneath the Ice by The Dead.
that was Beneath the Ice by The Dead. And this here track won him first place in Winter Chip 12. In his description, it goes on to say that all the patches that are heard in this track are all made from scratch. Like, no borrowing patches from any, like, games or from anybody else, just his own from, from the initial basic patch, and he just built them up. And what he's made here is just really awesome. Again, kind of going to those realms of dubstep that MP Tech was kind of doing, but double plus even more than that. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, you know, I just love the sound of the, like, the percussion that he's got going on. The bass is just all over the place. And this is kind of what he does. I mean, like, uh, so he, Dia, and um, Game Genie Sokolov all kind of started around the same time using Deflamask. And they all, like, kind of emphasize, like, three different things. So, whereas Dia was really into, like, you know, making really cool-sounding kind of demo scene stuff, Game Genie Sokolov is, like, more synthwave, melodic, really awesome. Uh, um, the Dead was more into, like, the technical, like, you know, really pushing what the chip can do as far as, like, you know, creating these crazy just sounds. And speaking of awesome sounds, I got this last track here for you. This is Piece of Cake by Tony Lees from his album Blast Processed.
That was Piece of Cake by Tony Lees from his album Blast Processed. And not only does it feature his original music, but it also features uh, remixes of this music by Dread and Swordmerd. And he's another one of those guys that grew up loving the Sega Genesis and the sound of it, and then eventually wanted to create music with it, and started doing so, and um, learned a lot of things from Dread as well, because he's been in a few collaborations. He actually showed up on that 8-ball collaboration. And then, um, you know, he's done more and more and just, like, kept on, in, like, improving, improving, and building, building, and now he's, like, mostly doing a lot of, um, you know, non Sega Genesis chiptune stuff. I think he goes back to it once in a while. It's been a bit since I've uh, gone back to listen to his stuff, but, um, yeah, no, he's, yeah, no, it was really cool to kind of just watch his evolution. Just a really awesome musician, and, um, yeah, none of his stuff disappoints. Actually, a cool memory is that I remember um, he was hyping up this album when he was, like, working on it, like, kind of sharing previews on SoundCloud and everything, and I was getting pretty pumped because it was, like, an album that was purely Sega Genesis chiptunes, so, you know, what what could be cooler than that? And so, this brings us to a close. You know, um, I feel kind of bad that I wasn't able to go as in-depth on these as I did on the uh, first Mega Drive Genesis chiptune episode. You know, I didn't really give myself much prep. I just kind of went through my memory banks, remembered which, you know, the names of the folks I was you know, heard throughout the that decade and, you know, went and listened to them, pulled out my favorite tracks of each of these folks, and yeah, here you go. I'm possibly considering doing a uh, Model 3, you know, covering the collaborations, because again, that was a big part of this whole chiptune scene, was just everybody collaborating with each other and creating just, like, you know, taking their individual awesome styles and then creating even just, like, more amazing musics. So I'd like to thank you for coming into VG Emporium. Um, you can find find VG Emporium on like all the social medias like Twitter and Instagram as well as on all your favorite podcatchers like you know Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher and uh, Audacity. Uh, is it Audacity? Not Audacity. Audible. And I'm currently working on uploading all the episodes to YouTube right now so um, hopefully eventually I'll be having all of them up there and be updating it as I release episodes. So I've been your host Rage Cage and you can find me on all those same social medias Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well as um, if you listen to my original Sega Genesis chiptune music, which doesn't even hold a candle against all the stuff I just showed you today. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoyed this, and uh, see you next week. <laughs>